0: all aboard
1: the hot mess express hello and welcome to some assembly required our podcast over here at Wayne Fleet bic my name is julie adams and i'm your host where we will talk about life through the lens of our anabaptist roots and i am joined today by pastor pat welcome pastor pat
0: Julie, how are you today?
1: I'm well, thanks. How about you?
0: It's another week. Here we go.
1: Yes. So it sort of, it always feels like the first day of school when we start a new series, doesn't it? Does. It does. Yeah. Wow. So here on this first day of school, we are addressing the mess.
0: Yep. <laughs> Catchy title, don't yeah, you think? Address I, the mess.
1: I like it. it yeah. uh, at some point, you have to do that, you yep. know? Yep. Yeah. So. What uh, What is a mess? What are you talking about? Are you saying we need to do housework?
0: Well, I guess we <laughs> can always do that, right? Yep. So I don't know about, um, about you, but when we were, back when we were selling the house back in the spring, we had to address the mess. We had to... Oh go through closets and we had to go through drawers and we had to go through stuff in the basement and
1: purge <laughs> oh yes
0: the thrift store um did very well with the hands uh, oh, yeah. the stuff that we donated during that time and so you know uh, spring cleaning you know you hear about um uh, and those kind of things so this is spiritually kind of a a spring cleaning uh the apostle paul is in the city of Corinth, which was at the time was just this major city, uh, it was an economic powerhouse.
1: Where in the world is it?
0: Well, it's it's uh, it's on the Mediterranean, and it it is uh, in what would be Greece, mm-hmm. you know today. Corinth is still around. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a. Um, it was a great pagan city. It had, mm-hmm. it had many temples uh, honoring the Roman uh, gods and goddesses that they all worshipped, and and it was pagan, yeah. you know? and and so there were all kinds of problems which will um, in the city that had a bearing on the church, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But um, Paul was drawn to the city so much so that. Uh, He spent 18 months in Corinth. Longest time he ever spent anywhere. Yeah. And he was getting this church off the ground and began uh, working with these Gentile believers, some Jewish believers, Mm -hmm. and they began uh, planting a church. There was this couple named Priscilla and Aquila Mm -hmm. that helped them. Uh, Paul and this couple had a tent-making business and they... Uh, they were by vocational, you know, mm-hmm. pastors, you know, and so uh, it really was an adventure. And then Paul moved away and went on to the next part of his missionary journey. And over time, the church began uh, having some difficulties. Like what? Well, it, it, he kind of broke it down into into five areas, and. And basically, it was dealing with these heart issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll look at each of the five areas in just a moment, but it it was um, they had to work through the brokenness that we all have, and they they kind of had to uh, realize the valuable areas of their Christian life that were so important. Mm-hmm. I gave an illustration uh, yesterday about this uh, this uh in 2006 this uh very wealthy guy Steve Wynn uh he accidentally tripped over uh a shoelace in in uh, cambridge england mm-hmm. and the guy uh, he he shattered like three chinese vases oh. that that were worth like 130,000
1: oh man
0: and uh and then um And then Steve Wynn accidentally put his elbow through a a Picasso painting that was worth $155 million.
1: Oh, man.
0: He ended up buying it. You touchy, you buyy. (gasps) I guess, yeah. You break it, you uh, bought it. You break it, you bought it. So he ended up uh, having to buy it. He was a billionaire. He was all right. So
1: drop in a bucket. Drop in the bucket.
0: (laughs) But what what was interesting about it is... um, He had to address the mess in his life and um, those were valuable, no doubt about it, but of all the items that can be damaged in life, a Chinese vase or a Picasso painting was the least of really his worries and our worries. And um, we as believers are kind of like this church in Corinth. The Corinthians learned from Paul as he addressed these five important areas, they're relevant. They mm-hmm. they're worth thinking about, and so we kind of we it was an introductory message yesterday of what those five areas are that we're going to be looking at over the next five or six weeks, and so they had these important areas that uh, the first one was they were divided. Mm-hmm. Can you oh, imagine I that can't. a church being that? divided? <laughs> And so um, they had all these kind of divisions, you know. They they kind of had this one group: "Hey, we're for Paul. We, he's our favorite preacher." And uh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yep. And another one said, "Oh, Apollos! Oh man, that guy he he's just so he's so dramatic and tells wonderful stories." And mm-hmm. and somebody else said, "No, no, we're for Peter. We want Peter to come preach. He's just practical and down to earth and one of us." and and so um so paul defines this problem he he says the problem developed that the church was divided uh over uh things that don't really matter yeah you know and that usually the case Mm -hmm. and so um so he he decides to uh, bring in the elements of the gospel in each of these areas to help correct wrong thinking and so um so on these divisions he he,
1: so but pat yeah why didn't they just you know have a peter church and apollo's church and a paul church why didn't they just Ah, you know yeah then there wouldn't be a fight right
0: oh (laughs) let's avoid the fight right let's avoid the division (laughs) yeah i hear you well um i think because the body of christ is so important you know um Uh, We'll see this uh, a little bit later, but this idea that that we are the body. Some of us are the fingers of the hands, some of us are toes, some of us are eyes, some of us are ears. We all have different roles to play, and so did Paul, so did Apollos, and so did Peter. So the idea wasn't to be divided in the body of Christ, it was to be united, Mm -hmm. you know, that these three men brought different aspects to the teaching that was beneficial for everybody and it's, it's like we use a preaching team here yeah I and,
1: actually really like that I like hearing from you know the different perspectives yeah like that.
0: and isn't it interesting how different you know for the most part the three of us are in uh that's pastor Renee and pastor Trevor and myself there there's enough difference in how we deliver yes. and maybe the perspective on the verse you know yeah. um what's taught or how it's taught mm-hmm. and so yeah i'm sure there's people who, who say oh i'm i'm for uh, trevor i want to hear trevor yeah. oh renee she's my yeah. favorite you know and Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. There's Pat. All right. So
1: (laughs) we'll tolerate that guy.
0: Oh, Carol likes his preaching. Okay. All right. (laughs) Most of the time. So, you know, so we find ourselves, um, here we are to be united as the body of Christ. And, and he addresses that. He says, I appeal to you. He said in, in verse one there in chapter one, he said, I appeal to you brothers, dear brothers and sisters, he, he talks about live in harmony with mm-hmm. each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. So, so okay, so Paul, Apollos, Peter, these guys delivered the message. But the point what they were missing was don't dwell on the messenger. It's to dwell on the message. message. Oh, yeah the the vision the mission that the gospel that jesus has given Mm -hmm, us the goal the goal keep our eyes remember the main thing about the main thing is the main main thing
1: thing. fix your eyes on the prize yes
0: Mm -hmm. and so paul is really trying to get this across to them and um so he says a little later in chapter one he says god has united you with christ jesus for our benefit God made him to be wisdom itself. And so what unites us is not the preacher, it's not the program, it's not the music, it's not the it's not even the the youth program or the kids program or the great Christmas or Easter programs that we put on. None of those things are what unites us. We have to remember we're united under Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is what unites us, mm-hmm. right? And he bridges a gap far better than our opinions do yes right Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second too and then there was a second problem in the church that is not uncommon to churches today and that was there was a lack of sexual uh integrity Mm -hmm. you know Uh, a big problem in the church was there was a guy that was having an affair with his stepmom oh you know right all right so that's kind of gross to think about, right? Well,
1: a little, yeah. So, <laughs> if I'm honest,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's I, I'm sure it's a situation where this guy's dad probably had married a younger mm-hmm. woman, right? Yes. So, uh, but she was his stepmom. Yeah. And so that was Paul said you you're letting things happen that even the pagans won't even attempt to do. You know? So, wow. Yeah. What's that say? And and so and then he talked about how that. But you're cavalier about it. You, you just, you know, you just think, hey, we're free in Christ and we're under grace and we can do these things. And, ah, right? so
1: they, they were justifying it by saying, mm-hmm. you know, God gave us free will. Is yeah. that what they were saying?
0: Yeah, God, no, God has saved us and, and um, uh, his grace you know, he he's bigger than our sin and he's okay with oh, us. Oh, so like I can go out and sin and God'll forgive me. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. matter. Right. And that was that that was going on. And then if that wasn't bad enough, with all of these temples in the uh, in the region a uh, lot of the debauchery that happened at the temple was that these temples had prostitutes, male and female prostitutes, oh. and so part of the worship experience, if you will, of the pagan gods or goddesses was this debauchery with, uh, with prostitutes at the temple. Wow. The temples were brothels.
1: Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah.
0: And so, um, and and crazy
1: the, to think of. Yeah, it is we very
0: have, crazy to think of. I'm but, sure we
1: have a parallel here that. Uh, <laughs> Well, in our world today, in yeah. our
0: world today, where anything goes, right? Yeah. So, so there was uh, the problem was that there wasn't a sorrow. They weren't broken about this. They weren't. They weren't dealing with this. They were sweeping it under the carpet and looking the un, the other way and yeah. justifying it. And well, they the,
1: were. Maybe that was more peaceful to do that.
0: Well, it it is. Um, you know, anytime, anytime you have to have surgery, I, I've never had surgery that was pain-free. Nope. But I've had surgery that fixed the problem. Yeah. And that's what Paul was saying here. Paul was saying, hey, you guys want to look the other way like nothing's happening. And okay, so it's painful to have to address it. But, you know, in the long run, um, it, it provides the integrity that the church Needs to be known by, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, so this sexual integrity is so important. Um, he he said in chapter five and verse six, "Your boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that this uh, that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch mm. of dough?" What a yeah. great analogy, right? For sure. And so, um, and we find it. We find it even in the church today sexual activity outside of marriage is uh it, it's just okay it's just not that big a deal yeah you know at least well
1: culturally i mean like in public school they start mm-hmm. like in their health class in grade four or five teaching you know yeah. it's just normal um, it's normal that yeah. you have to learn because they they teach you know they're going to do it anyway mm-hmm. so we may as well teach them how to be safe how to be it, safe yeah. right that's kind of the perspective of
0: yeah and and so i think sometimes as parents we can just kind of give in to all of that yeah you know that uh well that's better than drugs that's better than them being drunks you know and... well
1: and let's be honest pat it's awkward mm. i don't no one wants to talk to their parents about sex
0: no, no. <laughs> I, I remember uh, when Nathan, our youngest, um, he was about nine when we decided to yep, kind of start approaching that subject. And and I, it was a Saturday. I sat down with him. I said, Nate, I want to talk to you about sex. And that kid didn't miss a beat. He said, yeah, Dad, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's still a knothead yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, And, uh, but it does lend itself that our kids are not unfamiliar with the word sex. They may not yes. understand all the ramifications of it. Yeah. It is so permeated our society and culture. Yeah. It's interesting. A, ch- a church in Baton Rouge where I was on staff, uh, we were between pastors. And so a lot of the senior pastor stuff kind of fell on my shoulders and, mm-hmm. and the weddings and funerals. And I remember a time during that, period where I had six couples who wanted to be married these were not fringe families they were all part of our church yeah and every one of them except one had already been living together yeah and uh, and I remember talking to one couple about it and and the lady said yeah yeah I guess we shouldn't have done that like yeah, I, I, I guess I shouldn't have parked in handicap yeah. parking. Oopsie know? daisy. Yeah. yeah. So there is this uh, casual callousness. Mm-hmm. And Paul was railing against it. He was saying, hey, don't, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? That, mm-hmm. that when, when we become believers in Christ, that it's not just our soul that is saved. Our body is also being saved and that as we live here on this earth uh, the word we call sanctification this this process of becoming more like jesus and so paul says you're going to stunt that you're going to miss out on the opportunity to become more like jesus to be identified with jesus and so it really it really was a big problem that he was dealing with and and that I would say, it's not something we talk about every day, but I would say that those who are listening to me right now would understand the importance of that. Yeah. Right?
1: Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: And then he, he begins dealing with just this idea of loving each other. Um, they were having these disagreements, and, and really people were being offended by other believers over the matter of Food. Food. Now, our staff, we are foodies, are we not? Oh, yeah. Just about any lunchtime on Tuesdays or Wednesdays yep. when we're together and we eat lunch, uh, it's going to go around to a recipe, it's going to go around to something, particularly yep. with Thanksgiving having we just happened. We also
1: happen. accept treats being dropped off anytime. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Staff meetings No, we're on... not.
0: You can drop treats by any time. Staff yes.
1: meetings are Tuesday mornings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please do it before 9.30. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah and, and so there it wasn't so much um, what the food was, it was what the food represented yeah so back in that day um, steak uh, was thrown on the pagan altar and offered to the god Mercury, let's say okay or Zeus and and then that meat was taken to the market and then it was sold mm-hmm. And so believers were buying that meat that had been, Uh, offered on a to an idol and and they were taking the meat home and having steak that night
1: did they know that that's where the meat originated or were they oblivious to it? no 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 they
0: they knew that it had been meat offered to idols but you know idols aren't real you know no big deal but then there were the other believers oh my goodness you're eating steak that was offered to mercury yeah oh we i wouldn't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole so you know who was right well maybe they both were well who was wrong well maybe they both were Mm -hmm. depending on the attitude you know and and so the the point was that it's important for us to that the gospel is is more important than our opinions on everyday matters Mm -hmm. you know if somebody feels like that you shouldn't uh, eat meat offered to idols then then probably you shouldn't eat that meat around them yeah right uh, if, if somebody feels like that it's okay but there's somebody who who disagrees with that and is offended by it then probably they should love that person enough not to infringe upon that mm-hmm. because it's not a belief that is heaven and hell yeah, it, it, I see what you're saying. It's not mm-hmm. eternal. It is It is something that somebody, it's an opinion mm-hmm. that somebody feels very strongly about. Well, hello, are we not living in a day and age where strong <laughs> opinions are being offered and sometimes without being asked yeah. are being given to each other mm-hmm. in this area of COVID and the vaccine and masks and... Mm-hmm. Distancing. And, yeah, yep. all of that. And so we have some people who've, who feel very strong about it, maybe for health reasons or maybe for their family, for like their mom and dad who's older. Um, you know, maybe, maybe people have opinions about this because they've been sick and they're getting over it. You know, it doesn't, it, whatever, right? Yeah. So he's talking about our love and esteem for each other should be what drives the decisions on that. Mm-hmm. In other words... If somebody is really uh, feels strong about not being vaccinated, um, it doesn't matter whether you agree or even understand or somebody who believes you ought to be vaccinated. It, it, here's the thing. A lot of strong opinions on this stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right? Absolutely.
0: Is it okay to have strong opinions? Yes. But Paul was saying when you get to the church door, that we focus on the mission, Mm -hmm. we focus on Jesus, and that I can allow you to think what you need to think Mm -hmm. and do what you need to do. And if it's something that you feel so strong about, then we probably ought to love that person enough maybe not to uh, maybe venture there. Yep. Or we should love that person enough to maybe in their presence wear a mask because it feels that strong for them. Yeah. Or... You know, whatever, right? Yeah. Love is what drives mm-hmm. that kind of behavior with each other, not not the opposite. Isn't it interesting? This is two thousand years old. This stuff, the, these arguments.
1: Like, did it ever age well, or what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I think I think what we learn from this is that times change, and there's been a lot of advances and progress. But human nature is still mm-hmm. the same. We yeah. are broken. Mm-hmm. And it manifests itself. Uh, another one was problems with uh, gathering as the body of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll, we'll look at that. But there, there are certain ways that we should be worshiping and that are important elements in worship. And, and so we should not neglect being together to worship Um that was interesting. And then the last one was the resurrection.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. How does that fit in?
0: Well, there's some people who didn't think that was as big a deal, that oh. maybe Jesus didn't really, I mean, that's a big, right, yeah. to, to erase from the dead. And that really his teachings and his his memory and his all the good things he did is what we should focus on. And Paul is saying, are you crazy? He said, we... We, as believers, believe in the resurrection because the resurrection, um, that is the gospel story. Mm-hmm. He, he says in, in uh, chapter 15, he says in verse 32, if there will be no resurrection from the dead, and if there is no resurrection, let's feast, drink, for tomorrow we die. I, I, you know, he's being sarcastic there. Mm-hmm. Don't be fooled by those who say such things you know he he was saying it was really important to realize that that the resurrection is it's all about new life it's all about death being conquered and the power of sin being conquered and that um it's everything and so for us as believers I think maybe our lives downplay the resurrection sometimes Mm, you know And so Paul is saying to the church, the resurrection that conquered the power of sin is our only hope in this world, and it's the only answer for the world. It's the source of power. It's the source of our changed lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, it matters. Yeah. So in this day and age, we like to think we're modern enough to um, maybe underplay the resurrection. Paul's saying, oh, no. It needs to be overplayed. It needs to be really, really on our radar.
1: Yeah. It's funny because every time the resurrection comes up and it's not Easter, sometimes I do think to myself like, oh, but it's not Easter.
0: Why are are we talking
1: about that now? Right.
0: (laughs) No, and you make a good point, right? You're right, though. Yeah. For us, it's one of the major underpinnings of our faith, and it's really being discounted today. Yeah. By Mm -hmm. so-called Christians, Mm -hmm. you know? So Paul was saying, hey, even 2000 years later, these are all things. So we're going to address the mess for a few weeks and Sounds we're going good. to the, the we realize that Jesus is even in the midst of all this chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's who we want to learn from. And that's what Paul's going to teach us in first corinthians over the next few weeks so
1: awesome lots of stuff we look forward to do that should we be reading ahead a little
0: always i i recommend yeah absolutely uh we've divided it into these five different areas because that's what paul did and he did kind of like five different essays on it you know and so i would say by all means uh next week pastor trevor will be preaching on chapters one to four talking about division in the church and the importance of wisdom from God. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, read ahead, there guys. You go,
1: one chapter a day till Saturday, and sure. then you're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. awesome. That's Thanks, a good Pat. idea. Yeah. yeah. Any closing words for us today?
0: I would say that uh, the times they come and go... But God's word is so relevant mm-hmm. because of our human nature that we're, we're going to learn so much on this journey. Yeah. And all of us, including this pastor, we're going to address the mess in our lives.
1: It's kind of nice that we'll be able to go into Advent season yes. after this series. I that's think that's right. a really nice, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: nice flow to it. Yeah, awesome. I think so too. Yeah, thanks, Pat. If you want to reach out to Pat and um, discuss any of this, or if you have any questions, he would love to hear from you. You can reach him at pat at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or podcast suggestions, I'd love to hear from you as well. My email address is julie at WainfleetBic.com. So thanks for tuning in today, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Have a great week.
0: Have a great week, everybody. You are loved.